Welcome to Built Not Born, a podcast by Chelsea Tanzi. Here, you will become more successful in every area of your life, one episode at a time. Built Not Born, because you don't have to be born with innate success to be the woman of your dreams. You build her. Happy Wednesday, all you beautiful human beings. You know what day it is or whatever day that you're listening to this. It might not be Wednesday, but I hope that you have been having such an amazing week. I have been all cylinders firing lately, just in terms of my creativity and everything that's starting to spark within me. I woke up, I guess it was Monday night, with a thousand ideas in my head and I wrote out probably 20 different pieces of content. I was trying to go to bed and something just came to me and next thing you know I was a caption content writing machine. So part of what I want to talk about today is a lot to do with my sun realizations and over the next few weeks, months, whatever, you're going to start to see a lot of these ideas come to life. And the biggest thing that's most pressing to me right now is talking about the gym because I have felt so much resistance lately to going to the gym in a bodybuilding sense in, you know, the all gas, no breaks, no days off kind of mentality. As I start to develop more feminine qualities and I start to really lean back into that energy, it's less something that I feel I need to do. And while I'm never going to close myself off from saying, oh, I'm never going to bodybuild, I'm never going to compete, this, this, and that, I don't know at this point. Obviously, everything in our lives is subject to change, but at this very moment, it is just not for me. It is just not serving me. And so I'm really starting to pivot towards things that are. So when it's come to the gym over the last few months, given all the things that have been happening, you know, the condition that my body is in, I know I've obviously alluded to this in multiple episodes in my posts. Um, I'm still not going to talk about it, but a lot of things have happened to me in the past few um, months, I should say, that have really impacted my ability to show up in the gym um, and just impacting my health overall. So I've been really, really focusing on those things that I can control and really trying to get myself back into a really good state. That being said, the gym has not been my number one priority. But the reason why I think this is so important to talk about is because a lot of you are going to say, oh, the gym just isn't my priority right now and you just will stop going, right? Oh, I'll pick it back up when I have time, right? And, and we look at it as though it's this thing that we only do when we have time. And this is really where I want to change your perspective because I get it more than anybody else. Having that resistance to going to the gym is not fun, right? Especially if it's part of getting you to your goal, part of getting you to where you want to be. Obviously, yeah, you're going to want to go. And when you start to face that resistance, it can be really emotional. And for me, I found it was really confusing considering what I preach, my life the year before, just a lot of things that I'd lined up, you know, even dating Sal, it's like, okay, am I still tracking macros? Am I still like, what am I doing here? And it kind of made me question myself a lot. 
And I'm not going to lie, when I started to talk about the period in my life where I really had to get to know myself again, that was a really huge part of it, right? I was feeling this resistance. I wasn't feeling as connected to it as I once was. And honestly, a lot of the things I was doing, it's like, boom, said thing happened that I'm not even going to mention. And all of a sudden, so many things about what I was doing, where I was at, completely fucking shifted out from under my feet. And I was like, oh my God, okay, maybe this isn't what I'm doing anymore. But nonetheless, and this is the important thing, I still continue to go. So I'm still going right now. Even if I feel like I don't want to, I'm still bringing myself to go. I'm a little bit more lax as I used to be. I'm not going five days a week because right now that just doesn't serve me. And I am mixing in, say, different forms of movement. So yoga, um, you know, all of those kind of I want to say modalities, but that's not the right word for it, but all these different kinds of movement, and it doesn't need to primarily just be the gym, right? Especially if your goals aren't to specifically, you know, compete in the next year or so, you can afford to have different types of movement. But the reason why the gym has stayed as part of the types of movement that I'm including, like I would love to just go and do yoga every single day. But the reason why I am so set on the gym is because I understand what it does for me at a like biological standpoint. I understand that it's not just my aesthetics. So if you're feeling resistance towards the gym, I would urge you to look at it in a more objective point of view of what is it doing for my health, right? In a, in a grander scheme, which I'm going to get into because a lot of people have been like, I relate so hard to you. And so this is for you. If you're in the same place, how can we kind of navigate this while still obviously prioritizing our health? And over the past few months, obviously my main priority isn't to look the best I've ever looked. It is, however, to feel the best right? And those are two completely different things. My main priority at this very time is to really feed into my health and what makes me feel good and not feel good in the, oh, instant dopamine, I'm going to have a cupcake in the like longevity of who I am, my digestion, right? My sleep, my stress responses, all these things are things I'm consciously aware of on a daily basis. And this is how I make my decisions on, am I going to go, you know, to the gym today or am I going to do yoga? And so for a lot of you that are trying to quote, quote, use your intuition or intuitively move, you have to be able to almost earn that right of understanding the fluctuations your body goes into and also developing the awareness so that you know what stage you're at with your body, right? If you're feeling resistant to the gym and you don't have those cues down pat, you don't have that awareness, you maybe haven't been going to the gym that long, you're quote unquote losing motivation, that is a completely different state than what I'm currently in. And that also, I mean, obviously, yeah, you can quit if you want to, but coming from a coach's perspective, it's not going to help you long term because most people, like 99% of people, join a program if like not even just mine, this is like a general statistic. Most people will join a program or start going to the gym and four weeks in, four to six weeks in, all of a sudden something comes up, something happens, they get injured, they get sick, something will come up and maybe nothing, you know, external comes up, but you don't feel like doing it anymore right? And this can be very confusing if you're not aware of the pattern, but I full blown expect it with my clients. I'm like, oh fuck, 
week four is coming up for Sarah. We better look at where we're at, right? And so I kind of try and keep my clients in bay with, with how they're feeling during this time. And the biggest thing that I teach within my coaching, it isn't just looking at those skill wins of being like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all these said behaviors that I'm supposed to be doing. It's really, really, how can we be in more, more in tune with our body? How can we develop more of a self-awareness towards what is this feeling like for me? So when it comes down to going to the gym, the reason why I continue to do it, regardless of if I want to or not, is because number one, if we're talking about the contrast between cardio movements and the gym, the gym is going to give me more bang for my buck essentially because I'm developing muscle tissue. What developing muscle is going to do is not only is it going to give you metabolic advantages long term, right? So your metabolism is going to be smoother. It also works very, very well for, you know, developing better bone density. You're just developing your body to be stronger over time. And this isn't strong in the term of, oh, I have so much muscle. Yes, we're gaining muscle mass. But I want you to look at, you know, when you're 80, when you're 90, what kind of body do you want supporting you? Right? If I was just to go running and do cardio and be on a stairmaster every single day, it would not help me. That would not help me long term to create bone density, to create muscle mass and create all, all the, the systems that I need for longevity within my health. So that is why the gym is so important. Obviously, we could get into all the biology and all the specifics. That's not what I'm here to do, though. I just want to highlight the fact that the gym is a very important thing. Strength training is very important for longevity. It's been proven in multiple sciences. You can literally, obviously, Google's not always the best source, but you can literally Google research papers and read all about it, right? Like, there is no secret that going to the gym is so beneficial for your health for your health in so many different ways. So now that we've taken the aesthetic portion away from why we even go, this isn't about growing a fat ass, this is about, okay, now I'm gonna be setting myself up for the future so that you know I can run with my grandchildren, so that I can bend over and pick up a fork when I'm 65 that's fallen on the floor. These are things that you have to be able to take into consideration when you quote, quote, don't have motivation yeah, obviously, I don't want to go to the dentist. I don't want to call, you know, and make all these appointments. I don't want to have to set up Wi-Fi. I don't want to have to deal with my visa right now. There's all this stuff that obviously we don't want to do, but we do it regardless. Why? Because we understand the reward is greater than the temporary discomfort of not doing it or not wanting to do it, I should say. So when you guys don't want to do something, but you do it anyways, I would start to question that pattern and why would it be any different for an hour of going to the gym? You could quite literally put a workout in 30 to 45 minutes, three days a week, and you would be 10 times better off than flopping back and forth between not going and then going five days a week. So if you have been inconsistent, this is your sign to get your shit in order, number one, and start going, not just because of what you look like, Go because of your health. And why I think this is so interesting is because when it comes down to our health in the very standpoint of going to the gym, when you start to go, your body looking good is going to be the byproduct of the work you are doing, right? So looking at a very common structure of stress, right? We could bring stress into the mix. 
Uh, but when you start to go to the gym, say you don't have, I mean, there's two examples I could use. Say you have a super, super stressful, busy life. You're always doing stuff. You're always stressed out. And then you start going to the gym. This might not necessarily help you get the best body because what we're doing is we're increasing your cortisol during your training, right? So cortisol goes up, your stress hormone, and then it has a hard time regulating after the fact, which it normally would do because your stress levels are already too high that there isn't this homeostasis within you that it can bring it back down to. So what this is going to do is it's actually going to create more inflammation throughout your body than not helping your gut health, it's not helping any of your hormones, it's not helping your bloating, it's not helping anything, right? Inflammation in your body is literally it being like, I think you're dying. So bringing that stress down outside of the gym is so key, especially if you're someone who's going very consistently and something I like to look at within my clients. If you have been going, say, five days a week for a very, very long time, maybe you start to plateau or things start to stagnate or we're not seeing you know, necessarily the results we want, is really being able to take that step back and understand the biofeedback of your body is is it actually getting what we want? Are you able to start, you know, dropping pounds if your body's in the stress response? No, it can't. So a big thing to consider is looking at it from a stress perspective. From the opposite view, right, if you don't live a very stressful life, if you're feeling pretty good right now, you go into the gym, you're at your homeostasis, you're doing fine, you go into the gym, your cortisol rises along with other hormones, right, testosterone, whatever, it's going to rise during your training within the first 60 to 90 minutes, and then as soon as you're done training, it is going to drop back to your baseline. And this is actually very healthy for your body to go through. So this is just highlighting that exercise isn't just for the aesthetics, right? It's hormonal regulation. It's creating that baseline. It's creating those endorphins, right? It's really, really good for your entire system to be going through every single day, but not if you consistently have a stress response 24-7 and your stress is high and your cortisol is all the way through the roof. So something I want you to consider because a lot of you might be like, oh shit, I'm fine. Like the gym's been good for you, good for me. I'm not really getting a lot of the results that I want, but my life's not stressful, so that shouldn't be an issue. Now, where this conversation starts to get a little bit deeper is that your stress within your body does not always look like day-to-day -day instances. Right? It doesn't always look like the inability to pay your bills or, you know, scheduled assignments at school or, you know, whatever we look at for day-to-day -day stress. I want you to start to consider the long-term effects of childhood trauma and stress on your body from when you were very young because if you don't know this, you're about to know this, your body does not understand timeline. Your conscious brain understands that it's been 15 years since you were, you know, abused, sexually assaulted, whatever it is, but your body does not. Your body lives that every single day. So you have to think about maybe something came up for you as a child or maybe, you know, through adolescence, something came up for you that really triggered you that involved a huge stress or trauma response. 
your body has such a hard time processing this, especially if we're considering it as like a big T trauma, like prolonged neglect and things like that, has a very hard time processing it through your body. Something more so like what we would call like a quote unquote small T trauma, say, you know, maybe you were something happened, it might have been like a one-time instance, maybe someone called you stupid. This is a lot easier for our body to process, okay? But if we're looking at prolonged stress responses, your body might be in a continuous survival mode or fight or flight response from day one of that first big T trauma, okay? So over time, not only does it stay within your body, it's energetically blocked, but you're also going to accumulate more instances and more triggers towards that situation that really just act as ammo that make that response 10 times stronger. So this is when we start to look at, okay, well now it's physically affecting you, right? How can my emotions physically affect you? They do on a daily basis. You have chronic pain, you have acne, you have any of these things, it's time to start looking more inwards, right? So if you have all this healing you haven't done, you might not have even recognized this. Honestly, I'm thinking this, I'm like, this isn't even common knowledge, I'm just a genius is your unhealed trauma can hold you back from not making progress in the gym, not even from this like mental aspect, because yes, your limiting beliefs in itself can affect this, but we're also looking at the baggage your body has been carrying for however many years, right? And this affects you all the way down to a digestion standpoint, to a hormonal standpoint, and everything after that. And so, while a lot of people might get tired of me constantly saying this T word, because everyone hates trauma, and a lot of people don't want to talk about it, this could be a very big reason why you've started to stagnate or why things aren't going your way, right? It always comes back to the root of your symptoms, and that's what this would be. So start to consider stress outside your life and start to consider that healing that can actually show up for you. And when it comes down to healing in a whole, so this, and this is where the argument obviously comes where, okay, well, if my childhood trauma is making me more stressed, I should just not go to the gym. Eh. Obviously, this sounds a little counterintuitive after everything I've said, but you should still be moving your body, right? And like I said, I'm still going to the gym just about three days a week instead of five. So it's really about finding a balance that works for you with where you're at and highlighting something to do with healing when it comes to movement is movement truly is medicine. If you haven't been able to reap the rewards yet of, you know, after a heavy workout, after maybe a hot yoga class, after going for a run, a walk, whatever, you usually will feel noticeably better after moving your body. Because like I said, when you first encounter these instances that maybe have harmed you in the past, your trauma, you know, stress response, whatever, it is going to get trapped within the very body that you're moving. So if we have trauma trapped within us, right, and we want to release that physically, it would come in the form of movement. Movement truly is medicine. So a lot of times, even say this is a really good example, is like a spin class. I have the tendency of crying every time I do a spin class. And this isn't to this isn't really a taboo thing. Like this is <clears throat> something that you can research. 
excuse me, is talking about how much emotion and trauma is stored within your hips. Just point blank, your hips alone, right? And so you're moving these hips in whatever way you're moving it and you're moving your body, you're releasing these endorphins, you're releasing energy, it's going to be very, very beneficial for you. And it's funny because we talk about this on the most superficial level where people say the gym is my therapy, you know, you're moving your muscles, it feels good. When I'm angry, I go to the gym. Yeah, because there's literally science behind it that it helps you process emotions. It helps you move through that energy, right? You're expressing yourself. And for a lot of people who maybe don't have the gym and say, get angry, a lot of us have been taught that we can't express it. So we hold it in us and then that creates an energetic block. That creates the block that is going to, I don't wanna say harm us, but be held within our body time and time again. So this is why it is so crucial to be looking at exercise is not just for your body, right? Exercise not only is healing, but it's a really good way for longevity and for health and to actually work through a lot of things that you might be going through, right? There are going to be times that maybe you don't feel like going to the gym. Obviously here, what I would recommend from a coaching perspective is be smart, right? Don't be an asshole about this. Be intuitive about what actually is best for me. When you start to learn your cues of where is my stress, how am I sleeping, you know, how am I eating, how am I feeling, where am I at in my you know, feminine cycle, when you start to be able to discern between you know, a lot of these things, you'll be able to make more informed choices about how you want to move your body. And so when I choose to do yoga, it's not just because I'm lazy or I don't feel like it. It's because it genuinely is going to help me more than another choice, right? And this doesn't mean that I'm just going to freeze. I'm not going to do anything. You know, a common fight or flight response when you're in a stressed state. I'm going to make sure that I'm moving through a lot of my emotion. Some days that might look different than others, right? If I'm menstruating and I am bleeding, probably the last thing I want to do is try to force my muscles in the gym. Not only is our pain tolerance lower, but we're also a lot more weaker. We're also a lot more fatigued, right? And I think it's important to notice that your body goes through these fluctuations with this cycle. I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are primarily female. So start looking at your cycle alone when it comes down to how you want to move your body. Or even looking at maybe you're going to plan your deload weeks on the days you menstruate, right? Like you're, we're going to be kind of smart about this instead of working against our bodies. How can we come together and work with our bodies, right? Work with the very thing that's giving us life, that's allowing us to wake up on a day-to-day basis. And we fail to realize how incredible the system is that we live in because we're so hyper fixated on what it looks like. So I want to challenge you to draw yourself back from this. Realize the body that you live in is trying its hardest to sustain you, to help you live. What would that be like if you actually tried to work with its systems, when you try to work with the way that it's feeling and you start to cater your actions, the food you eat, the way you move, all of it towards that so that you can live a more happy and vitality and get all these things that you want, a better life, right? 
So something to consider for you guys, just sharing a new perspective to it. I know a lot of people, especially through summer, start to feel this resistance, start to feel this disconnect, and I thought that this was a very, very valuable thing to talk about. As always, if you have any takeaways, I would love you so much if you, you know, rated it five stars. If you rate this show at any point, it actually really, really helps. It like boosts me to the Spotify Apple algorithms. So it honestly makes my day when people screenshot and they're like, oh my God, you were a recommended podcast. That's cool as fuck to me especially with a lot of the material I'm going to be putting out. If this helps you at any point or you know someone that's dealing with a lot of fatigue or resistance with the gym, I would send this to them, point blank period. I would send this to them, making sure that they're getting the information they need and maybe a little bit of a shift in perspective. So thank you so much for listening to this whole podcast. If you have any takeaways, always feel free to message me or if you have any questions as well. If you're looking at getting any coaching, you can go to any of my social medias, mainly my Instagram, and my waitlist application will always be in my bio, but you can always message me for coaching as well.